Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome back to another episode of Ask Men Anything. I'm your host, Emma Wilman. Thank you so much for being here. Before we get into today's episode, I am going to do a little recap on an episode from before. I had on a comedian named Usama Siddiqui, and in the episode, he brought up a few times, I flagged it, his ex-girlfriend. And I was wondering if people were thinking he might want to get back with his ex-girlfriend. But I was also wondering, and I think I asked explicitly on the show, is there anyone you want to set him up with? He was so charismatic. And somebody did write in, they have someone they want to set Usama up with and they've got some thoughts. If you have thoughts, which I'm, I'm sure you do and I want you to know I respect and appreciate them, write in ama at betches.com or you can send me a message on Instagram at Emma Wilman, but write into ama at betches.com because they don't miss a thing. Also, you can leave a voicemail at 201-754-8351. Okay, the letter today before we get into the episode. Re, Usama Siddiqui. I think he thinks he has feelings about his ex. I noticed that too, but I really just think he needs someone new and boy, have I got the girl for him. One of my best friends in the universe lives in BK, Brooklyn, is single and is one of the most joyous people I have in my life. Love that. She is so smart and never tells anyone she went to Harvard. She is a researcher and has worked on Sesame Street, Airbnb, and now a financial tech company. Hired. But who cares about how smart she is? She is magnetic. Biggest, warmest smile and laugh. Most easygoing person ever. She is down for anything fun. Like if you went to her house in the middle of the day and said, Nat, get in the car. She'd be like, sweet, where are we going? Okay, little pause right there. Nat, be careful with that stuff. That's how you get kidnapped. One of the many ways. But it sounds like she's super cool. Wouldn't matter. She's down for whatever. That's the point. Back on the letter. She said, I feel like you said we should email you if we wanted to date him. I think he should go on a date with Natalie. I have attached two pictures because her IG is private. Also good for her on that. Fun, fun, fun. Okay, so I'm going to relay this to Osama. I'll send over the pictures. That is so exciting. I will pass it on to him and I will keep you updated. If you have someone you want me to set Osama up with, also he does not know that we are doing this, by the way. He heard me do it on the episode, but I don't know if he knows that a follow-up was included. But you can write in with any suggestions for dates or questions about anything and everything at ama at betches.com. That's ama at betches.com. 
Let's set some people up. How fun would that be? Now, in today's episode, we have comedian Mark Norman. Mark Norman is someone I have known for a long time. I don't know why I use his full name, but he's one of those people where I don't say Mark, I say Mark Norman. Mark Norman, he's a comedian and the podcast co-host of Tuesdays with Stories. He had an hour special on Netflix. He had a half hour on Netflix, Comedy Central, half hour, 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 hour. Such a hardworking, funny guy. I know when someone says someone's hardworking, I'm like, what does that really mean? It's just a sign of respect because he's someone who's got the talent and does the work and something that he talks about a lot. I subscribe to his Patreon. He talks about facing fear. He hits on it in the episode, but I think it's such a powerful thing hearing someone say, I'm scared of this and I still do it. These things that I do, I am scared of because it's like, okay, just because you're afraid of something doesn't mean we have to actually live in the fear of it. We can still take an action. And he's an example of someone who's done that. I mean, I'm scared out of my mind all the time, but one foot in front of the other. And it's nice seeing someone doing such big things echo their fears as well. Mark and I talk about how he went from being a man of the night. Is that a phrase? A man who who sleeps with different people all the time. He speaks very openly about that. Someone who, what's a good phrase for someone who who hooks up a bunch? I'm struggling with that. What's your favorite phrase? Is fuckboy, is that one, am I using that appropriately? AMA at Betches.com. Mark went from being, for some reason I feel weird saying it. Mark went from being a man about town in the evening times to married. So we talk about that transition. We also have a great why do men around why do men go pee so quickly in public? The line to the restroom is always so short and yet at home in the bathroom for hours. Mark and I both cracked up about that. It's such a good observation. I'm excited to share the email with you guys and we cover a whole bunch of other stuff. Please write in at AMA at Betches.com. I'm Emma Wilman. Here's my conversation with Mark. Hand to God, his Patreon is the only Patreon I subscribe to. I was listening to it walking around yesterday. I think I've heard you pee more than oh, anybody yeah. else. <laughs> I, I don't want to stop the recording if I'm in a flow, so I'll, I'll literally whiz right there. Two flows. Two flows. Heavy flow. You have a good like pee stream. Oh, I can pee. I was a bedwetter, so right. I am all urine. My bladder. I can hold my bladder for hours. Huh. Yeah, you know, you ever do uh, Edward Forty hands? No. Oh, that was a dumb college game where you duct tape. Oh 40s yeah, to your yeah, hands yeah, yeah. And you couldn't pee because you know you had right. no, no fingers, and uh, I could always do it. Everybody's like, "Get them off me! I gotta go!" <laughs> but I was, I could go. You're like, I'm saving this for the bed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got this. I'm my, saving it. My mattress looked like a, an old coffee filter. Um, well, thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it, of course. And we've got some questions for you, some emails. But I have one quick question I wanted to ask up top. Please. Just about love. Mark is married recently in the past. Yeah, look oh, at yeah. that. Are women treating you differently since you got the ring? A little. A little bit. It's a little bit of a, a comfort and, and a more, they're like not threatened or anything. They're oh, just like, oh, you're married. Get in here and let me change my bra. And you're right. like, oh, yeah. Are they hitting on you more? I don't think so. I don't know. I never really got a lot of uh, hit on. I was more of a, I, I hit on the gal, I think. I don't get hit on either. Really? I'm surprised you don't get hit on. You're a good looking person. I, likewise. Oh. I appreciate that. I never get hit. Every now and then after a show, like uh, maybe it would be the same profile every time. It'd be like a older kind of preppy looking woman would come up and say, oh, I wish I experimented more in college. Uh-huh. And then I would go, oh, yeah, yeah, don't we all? And then I would keep it moving. <laughs> but I would think women would hit. I would think women would like come right up to well, you. Well, I think you're the, what do you call it? The masculine? What do you yeah, call that? Yeah, for sure. You know, so I think women are waiting for you. Right. You know, because you, I feel, feel, feel that role. And then a, a more femme lady might be like, 
right come hither come hither yeah it's hard being the mask it's so hard it's a lot of work you got to pay for stuff and uh initiate but then not initiate too much right that it's creepy or aggressive it's a it's a delicate dance absolutely actually that goes really well into our first question but what do you think it means to be masculine and do you think it's changed in your lifetime I've definitely changed. Boy, you're asking the wrong guy. I'm the least manly uh, queef on the planet, but uh, I'll take it. Well, for, I know I grew up in the 80s and 90s, so it was all about, you know, dudes and, you know, uh, sports and, and getting into a fight and you can't back down and BMX riding and X Games and all this horse shit. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely changed where in a good way, you know, you always hear about toxic masculinity. Right. But I think any kind of overcorrection, you still get some correction. So I think we've gone over with the toxic, but uh, I do think a lot of guys have just chilled out a little bit, and there's less, because you'd walk into a bar, and you look at a, a, a guy in the eyes, and it was like, ugh, this guy could try to fight me. Just for looking at, at him in the eye. Just for like bumping into a guy. I could so guy's see that. Like, what are you looking at? Yeah. What are you looking at? I was dancing with a guy's uh, lady. We were just kind of doing this at a bar when I was in college. The guy threw me against the wall, just started wailing on me. I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know that was your girlfriend, but- that doesn't happen as much anymore. Thank God. I know. Yeah. When I was a kid, you had a constant fear of being punched in the face as a guy. I always wonder if it's some, because I think so many things boil down to sex. So I wonder yeah. if it seems like someone's like, oh, if if this person's dancing with my girlfriend and then I don't go fight him, it's going to yes. seem like I'm going to pound her out less. Like if it's like, <laughs> yeah, if, if it seems yeah. like, oh, then I'm sending some cue that I'm not going to be as like dominant in the bed when really like. You didn't know that that was his girlfriend. I had no idea. And, you know, I'm not threatening. I'm finger pointing here. Right. You know? I'm not that guy. But, yeah, he flipped out. And it's all monkey shit. Like, you watch uh, Planet Earth, and mm. you're like, oh, I see the way these lions are fighting. It's all very similar to, like, dumb, broy guys from back in the day. You just know, trying just, to prove something. Exactly. Prove something. Get laid. I'm dominant. I have more status. I'm stronger. I'm mightier. All that shit. So that that has calmed down. But what is annoying is like a lot of women will be like, we hate toxic men, but if they're toxic in the way they like, then it's okay. <laughs> you know, they'll be like, uh, I'm going to go fight for Ukraine and, and help them. And you're like, well, that's just a guy who's going to go out and kill people. That's right. kind of toxic. But because it's Ukraine, you're on board. I wonder if it's, yeah, then it's the, the if it, is it still toxic? I guess toxic means it's hurting someone. So then it's like, it, then it's like in the eye of the beholder who's hurting. Yes. What? And then I guess there's like some like, you know, bigger overreaching ones where it's like, hey, that's toxic because it hurts. I guess the idea of it, too, is like toxic would be that it would hurt you, too. Like uh, it's like you can't can you, if you can't do your feelings. I feel like that is going to like bubble up and corrode somewhere if we oh, don't let for sure men communicate yeah well that's another thing it's like men need to show their feelings they're all pent up and aggressive but then men will be like well i feel like a lot of people hate men right now women are like shut up you've had it so good you're like oh sorry i'll just never tell my feelings again so there's this good there's ups and downs do you remember like when you were a kid just feeling like you couldn't share your feelings like what would you how would you express yourself oh i don't know i don't really think i did you just keep running you know, wrestle a friend. Totally. I mean, I went hard on the booze. And, you know, when you're 14, you start discovering alcohol. Oh, it my was, God. That was all I did. Oh, that's a game changer. Oh, it's just an, an escape. You remember the first time you drank? Oh, yeah. Had a vodka and Sprite. Mm. And when my parents went out of town and for, had some friends over and, you know, puking, the whole thing. I remember that so well. I remember being like, why would anyone ever want to be sober? Yeah. The first time I remember just putting my, just throwing my head back and I was like, this is it. Yeah. The elixir for life. That's what I thought I had discovered. Here, here. I don't drink anymore though, but. Oh. 
When did you become aware of gender as a concept? <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? Did you study it in, what, in school? For me, it was in school. I remember taking some class and someone was like, okay, this is what it means, like how they like market things to men. This is how they market things to women. And I was like, oh, I never even thought of oh. gender as something beyond just, I remember being obsessed. And this is really, I get wiggle room because I'm so gay. But I, I remember being obsessed with being like, oh, well, I, thinking like, oh, if someone has a penis, that means they're a man and a woman of a, a vagina and like really like stick into that. And mm. then I took a class that was like, actually, that's biology and this is gender expression. And I had no idea. Like I went to watch a, someone who was trans speak. And I remember I went with the intention of asking if they had a penis. Oh, wow. Isn't that fucked up? You were curious. I was curious. And I remember during the speech, the person's name was Gunner, of course, ah. female to male. And during the speech, it was so heartfelt, beautiful. And they were like, you know, and some people actually asked me about my genitals and it's just so embarrassing. And I turned ah. bright red. Oh. And that's what I had gone there to do. We've all met the kid in, in third grade who is a dude, but super feminine, super sure. dainty. So it's always been here throughout history. We met the girls, the tomboy. There's the people who are all over the spectrum. And then there's people who, because sometimes people go, hey, you only play with trucks, little boy, because just society tells you to. But my brother has uh, two kids and the guy and the girl just went their way. They never gave him toys. They just said, I want a doll. And he said, mm. I want a, a baseball bat. So there is uh, some some of it just kind of happens, but some people don't go that route too. Did your parents push you in a, with that stuff? No, the, I got the play. most progressive, hippy dippy parents on the planet. You can play with whatever you want. Yeah, well, they just let me go, so mm. I was just out in the yard, you know, eating <laughs> ants and uh, playing with my dick in a puddle. If you do, you think that if you were a girl, you'd be a gay girl? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, it's hard to say because I like vagina. Right. But uh, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like if I were a guy, I'd actually be a gay guy. I oh, think. interesting. Why is that? I don't know. I think it's like I just am like so used to being in gay culture now, maybe. Mm. Like I couldn't picture being in a straight situation at all, which is so gay of me. <laughs> right. I think if you were a girl, I could see you being like kind of like a really like a pretty soft butch one. Oh, I'll take it. And I think you'd probably do like very well. <laughs> and then if you were a straight girl, I bet you'd be like really vampy and like yeah. a well, terror. I think I'd rather the lesbian. Lesbians are funnier, I'd mm. say. But uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, I don't know. I think I would rather be gay mm. as a guy. I mean- Every no day, way. Oh, every day waking up with a lady is, uh, it's like every day I wake up next to my wife, there's a crisis. Work sucks. I don't feel myself. I'm not aligned. I'm not centered. I'm like, what the hell? I feel that. I actually say that about, I know I'm the masculine, but I always say I'm not centered. Oh, get up, go to work. Shut up. Come ah. on. Nobody cares. Every day's a crisis. Everybody, she hates everybody. Everybody hates her. The world's coming down. I'm like, you got to relax. It's all going to be fine. You're a young, pretty lady in New York City. Enjoy your life, sister. What's your most feminine trait? Do you have any ones that you can think Ooh, of? Boy. Uh, well, I think women are very agreeable, mm. uh, you know, statistically, and I think I have a lot of that. I just want everybody to get along. I want us to all hang out and, and be friends and laugh. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of guys are very combative and uh, uh, what That's do you call true. It? contrarian. And I, I'd, rather, I'd rather almost fake it, which maybe is disingenuous, but I'd almost rather... Just get to know somebody and get along and have it be comfortable than constantly going at each other. Yeah, because there's that, the person's is like, oh, I just like to argue the other side. Yeah, yeah. And then when they do it too much, it's like, do you even believe that other side? Or are you just saying that because you wanted to... Exactly. I guess 
be interesting. Yes, yes. And I think women are empathetic. Mm. And I think I, I'm constantly worried if someone's uncomfortable. I'm always like, that guy, he wants to leave. I'm going to go up and talk to him, let him leave. I'm always worried about everybody else. Uh, and I think that's a little ladylike. I do that too. Uh-huh. Too much. Yes. Yeah, I'm always worried about everyone else and then I resent them. Then you resent them and you don't help yourself. And I don't help myself. I always, I'm a re- then I'm like this, I, I'll feel resentful too much and then I'll go, and I hate my life. Yeah, yeah. And then I go, well, no one asked you to do any of that stuff. No one asked you. And now you're left out to drugs. No one's helping you. I'm busy on the go and don't always have time to go to the grocery store and pick out what I'm going to eat for the week. Thankfully, I found ButcherBox. They take the guesswork out of shopping and cooking with a great selection of fish, chicken, beef, and more. And their cuts of meat are always way better than anything I would find in the grocery store. I love their chicken thighs. Best chicken thighs I've ever had. I swear on my mom. With ButcherBox, you can easily find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. I can get 100% grass-fed, beef-free-range organic chicken and wild-caught seafood delivered straight to my doorstep. I don't even have to mess with going to the store. Plus, they have free shipping always. And because this is really important to me, with ButcherBox, all the meat is humanely raised. That means no antibiotics or added hormones. You can curate and customize what you want in each box. And if you're feeling uninspired in the kitchen, they have an entire catalog of delicious recipes to get you started. All I have to think about is what I'm going to binge watch on TV while I enjoyed ButcherBox's high quality cuts. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash AMA and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash AMA and use code AMA to choose your free for a year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well... Good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, we have a listener email. Ooh, I love an email. It's time for a question from a listener in our segment called Why Do Men Write Into AMA at Betches.com with your questions and we'll get to them. Dear Emma and Man, and today's man is Mark Normand. If you haven't already, please check him out online and go to his Patreon. It really, it's a treat. Oh, geez. Thanks. This is the question. Whenever I go to use a public restroom, there's a long line for the ladies' room and zero line for the men's room. Mm. On the other hand, every man I personally know will disappear into the bathroom at home for what seems like a full hour. What the hell are they doing in there? Why do men take 30 seconds in the public restroom, but an eternity on the toilet and at home? Thanks, tired of holding it in. What a interesting human insight great this is point. funny great point that's a bit that's, that's a bit that's a great premise for a joke yeah that's really funny because yeah. that's true the lo- zipping it and you're then right it's a great observation well you know what it is as a guy i can speak to this it's dude pressure every dude is kind of keeping an eye on you when you're at the <laughs> urinal when you're in the stall like hey hey we got shit to do and that dude pressure keeps you moving but when you're at home <laughs> With just the lady waiting outside, <laughs> tapping her feet, you're like, ah, I'm gonna scroll Instagram and and buy a, I'll buy a handgun on Amazon. What is the dude pressure where it's just like it's like 
caring, wanting other men to think that you're busy? No, it's wanting, uh, you don't want other men to, you don't want to let them down. Oh. It's the same with like when a girl goes to a club and they always dress to the nines and they go, I'm not dressing for you. I'm dressing for the other women. Right. I got to compete. And it's the same with the guy. There's pressure. You got to bring it. You got to get in, get out. That's part of the, you're a good soldier. This is part of the team. So you can get, see, I got to, I got to rush to get home so I can just sit and think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, now it's time to ask Mark anything. This is part of a show where we try to get to know inside the male mind with specific questions tailored to my guest, Mark Norman. Yeah, I'm an open casket. Whatever you want. A, I feel that. Did getting married change the way you see yourself? Mmm, damn, that's heavy. See myself. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, not really, actually. I'm the same guy. Uh, it makes me feel different. I feel older. I feel like a, like a mature person that I never thought I would do this. But I'm still the same idiot and uh, insecure queef. Do you feel like, because you used, you were, I remember going to Miami when, whenever we did that festival in Miami and you didn't get a hotel room. Yeah. And this, I always remember this because I was like, so we, we did this festival and they had something called a travel buyout. So you get your own hotel room. And I had gotten an Airbnb and then Mark didn't get one. We were just mm. there for a couple of days and you were like, my plan is like, I'll meet someone each night. Yeah. And you did it. I did it. It didn't always work. I did it in L.A. a few times. Slept in the car. Uh, had to buy a hotel last minute for $400. But right. It, it, like, sometimes I could pull it off, but it would force you. I was in a 13-year relationship. So I got out and I said, I'm living, God damn it. And it would force you to meet people, get out there. And I'm an introvert. So it made me, you know, when the clock's ticking, it's 11 p.m. You're like, I have nowhere to sleep. I got to start moving and shaking made a lot of friends I, I slept with a lot of ladies who are still friends to this day uh we still keep in touch sometimes and uh yeah it was it was a wild ride but it didn't always work out did you put that same stuff for career pressure where you'll be like okay i have to i'm gonna make it seem like i like do the equivalent of i have to spend this night out basically to like achieve certain things with career stuff yeah a little bit a little bit like i'm doing uh three shows tonight i hate asking for shows but i'm like i'm gonna ask to get on a show tonight just because I need to get up and uh, it's going to be hard, but you got to do it. Totally. What piece of advice would you give a younger version of yourself about dating? <laughs> there must have been some part that like snapped when you're like, I'm going to be if I'm going to be seeing every going out every night, no hotel, like no, no foundation to fall mm. back on. There must have been. Was there some part that like snap where you're like, all right, now I'm going to have to get really outgoing. Yeah, I would say if you're dating, I would say. Don't take it personally. Every guy and gal is scared of rejection. We're all just, what if I talk to this person? They don't like me. Just don't take it personally. If you can find a way to brush off a rejection and keep going, don't let it hit you to the core. You know, just go, all right, she didn't like me. Well, she's not, I'm not her type. That's it. Don't go, I suck. I'm the worst guy ever. No one ever wants to fuck me. You know, just, just don't have a crisis. Keep moving. And then two, when you do get a lady or a guy, start Laying down the ground rules. Tell them exactly mm -hmm. how you feel about this and that. Because if it if you sit on it and then it comes up later, it's going to be ugly. Like what kind of stuff? Like, well, with my wife, I was like, look, I'm a comedian. I'm going to be gone a lot. I'm going to be on the road a lot. I need to write. I need to do this sets at night. I know women like the nighttime with the dinners and the shows and the movies. <laughs> I'm going to be gone a lot of nights. And yeah. We'll make some money. We'll have a great life. I'll take care of you, but just let you know that's a part of it. And she was like, okay, that sucks. And now every now and then it'll come up. Like every six months, she's like, you're never here. I'm like, I told you. So at least you cover your bases. 
Did you always do that? Or no, you, no, yeah. I was a big avoider. Yeah, because that's not a people pleaser. Th- that's a really good thing to do, to be like, I'm going to tell you this and maybe make it uncomfortable right now, but I'm just telling you the truth. Yeah, but it's it's not easy. So, was that through therapy? You think? Therapy, yeah, just living a little. I'm 40 now, so, you know, just letting people down. I would always put it off later, and then they would get let down harder later. Yes. And then you, you do that enough times, and you hurt enough feelings that you're like, all right, I got to change this. Totally. And you get more confidence within yourself to be like, I can let you down right now, but I'm still worth something. Yes, getting there. How long does it take you to get ready for the day? Do you have any kind of routine? Oh, this is embarrassing. Let's hear it. I mean, I like to look at myself as a low-maintenance guy, but every day I uh, do these weird squats. What kind of squats? I just do, like, squats, you know, 50 Oh, a the day. squats aren't weird, but do, it's weird that you do them? Yeah, it, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know ever, if there was, like, a special squat you did. No, I wake up, I do the squats, and then I do, I have a, a, in my kitchen, there's a little island, and the island's next to a counter, so you get a little room, and I do... A, a bunch of dips. Good for you. And then I do push-ups, and the push-ups are gnarly. It's like, you know, these kind of push-ups yeah. and all that. And it's super just cringy. And my wife walks in. She's like, ah, she rolls her eyes. She walks out. And uh, But other than that, that's about it. I just got to get those in. Every day. Every day, because I feel like it kicks your day off. Yes. And if I don't do it then, I'll never do it. No, no, that no other type of like morning routine that you got have. No, I, I take a, a propitia every day to hold mm. on to some hair, and then I uh, I I eat oatmeal. That's a see doing the same exercises though. That's a big one. That's a big one. That's huge. You get in the habit, and then if you don't do it, the guilt is so strong that you're like, all right, all right, I got to do that. And also, you see the power of if I do something every day, how the days add up. Yes, that is. powerful. Powerful because I've been do I had started doing like a nutrition thing where I was tracking the amount of protein I was getting and I just saw every and then the months start going by right. and you're like look at that that's the key Kobe Bryant said I would work out like 13 more minutes than everyone else but over seven years that's hours hours yeah. hours and it's have you ever read that book Atomic Habits no it's I haven't read it either I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I'm talking about but I I saw a blurb and it was all ab- it's all about like stacking your habits so it's like okay if I'm if I I know what's something I know I'm gonna do I know I'm gonna drink coffee mm. then it's like when you drink the coffee then do the push-ups and then it's like the next thing you know you're stat you've stacked the habit you do do with something you want to do and then day in day out and then that becomes that's your routine I love it I love it too I should I should read that book say it takes 18 days to to get stuck in a routine so mm. if you can make it that far you'll probably keep going 18 days this is a short amount of time, too. Not bad, but Not it's bad. hard, you think? Have you ever cried watching a TV show? Sure, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll really weep it up. Uh, more movies, but yeah, TV will get me. What types of what type of entertainment makes you the most emotional? I'm, you know, I'm a sappy douche. Uh, <laughs> any kind of drama, like I'll watch uh, even like a Breaking Bad, you know, and he's he's up I against seen it. That. Oh, Sopranos, you know, there's a certain characters die and you really loved them. So yeah, that's that's me. But it, it's rare. It's twice a year. I'll cry sometimes when I watch the behind the music on like how someone did oh, something that always anything anything where it's like someone was trying and then they beat the odds. Yeah. Uh, that's nice. I'll watch such fucked up stuff and not cry, but anytime, like if they were like, you know, Mark was made fun of as a kid and then he did this and then he overcame that, then I would cry. Yeah. Easy. What gets me is a parent showing uh, proud, like pride. Like when a kid uh, scores a touchdown and the, the dad's like, ah, and I lose it because my, my parents didn't do a lot of that, I guess. So it's, it's fun to see. I'm always like, it's like porn. Seriously. You're like, I want like self, I want to self-actualize as that yes, kid. Yes, yes, exactly. Man, imagine how like life would be so different if 
thinking how your parents can if your parents communicated differently oh could you imagine but we might not be funny true so you know it's a it's a give and take but who knows my girlfriend said this once and it blew my mind she said she always knew that she would be heard as a kid that's what i said say heard heard she goes no matter what i always knew my parents said that we will always make sure we hear you if you have something to say. Wow. So if you've got a feeling, so she's like, no matter what it was, they always made it very clear. Her mom was like, I will listen to you. Even if I don't want to hear it, you will always be heard. Wow. Who's this mom? She deserves a, a plaque. I know. Holy shit. Holy I, I was shit. Never, I was seen and not heard. Same. That's what my, hey, I want you seen and not heard. You go, okay, <laughs> Jesus. I'm literally the opposite of that. Yeah, I never, I could never imagine, because I think so many things are like trying to communicate because you... Like when I'm sick, I scree- bitch and moan like crazy. And I think it's because like I'm just used oh. to not having people believe how I feel because yes. I don't think it was heard. Right. You got to up it. Got to up it. Exactly. But but is she tolerable? My girlfriend. Yeah. Like I feel like if you've been if you've been heard your whole life, then one moment you don't hear her. She's like, what the hell? Oh, that's, that's not what I'm used to. That's so funny. No, not at all. Okay. She's so patient because I think she knows uh. that it's so, she's like trust that she will. And then she'll be like, let me figure out different ways to say this. So it does get heard. Right. Right, right. Versus me, who will like just be so dramatic. Uh-huh. What do you get like when you're sick? Oh, I go, I go in because mm. I don't want to bother anybody. <laughs> right. I'm surprised I didn't adopt. I, I took the the bad way about it. Well, you got to be heard. Got to be heard. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Okay, this is, I've got a dilemma today. This is called the Emma's Dilemma. This is one. Ooh, I like one. that. So I've got a problem recently. This is more of like a, a, a broader one. I am having a really hard time just figuring out the difference between self-care and then just depression. Mm. Because <laughs> I've, That's funny. doing self-care is new for me. So like in the past year, I've like started like really being like, all right, I want to like get more rest and take better care of myself. But then the issue is sometimes I'm like, or is this just, am I just like being depressed and isolating? Right. So I'll have a real, I'll have a tough time being like, what the, what am I, is this me just like being alone or like being lazy for something? But then also I never used to take the time to take care of myself. So me just taking a little bit of time off, then I'm like, ah, you're being lazy. You gotta get it together. What are you doing? I have that too. How do you do your, how do you figure out like what you're gonna do for your like self care and then not feel guilty about it? Yeah, well, that's a great question. That's, I think that's a comedy thing. You think? Well, the the results and the accoutrements Mm. of self care and depression are exactly the same. Staying in bed, (laughs) not working, having a me day, eating ice cream on the couch. Right. If you're like that's self care. You're like I know, but this is you're walking a fine line Such between a fine line. laziness and self care. So as I said before, I think there's a lot of overcorrecting. I need self care. I'm going to take a year off work and, and you know have get blown all day. And you're like <laughs> I don't know if that 
that works. But the problem is, I think work is care. Mm. But nobody wants to admit it. Like, all these people want to just work from home, jerk off all day, and, you know, sit in their pajamas. But if they busted their ass and achieved something and made a name for themselves, I think they would have more uh, self-worth. So there is a little bit of both, but I do think you gotta you gotta take a break every now and then. You I think that moderation. Moderate. I think that is true. Thinking of work like this is a form of self care because I'll yeah. always say like think of that as not. I'll think of it as like two conflicting things. Yes, yeah. But when you get that new bit working and mm. you're like, man, I, pu- I, bu- I busted my ass. I worked on that joke and I figured it out. That's that's a great feeling. That's dopamine. That's self care too. That's that is dopamine. That is like such a rush. Oh, the best. Someday. The best. So yeah, you gotta balance. It's all about balance. But all, some people go too far both ways. Too far too, because also it'll be like if you feel bad afterwards, maybe that wasn't self care. Yes, good point. The shame meter. The shame meter. The, the shame meter. Okay, now we've got something called an apology surrogate, where someone writes in with something that happened to them. We can't get the man who did it to apologize, but maybe we can get a man to apologize. Ooh. All right. This is the Are we email. Talking Putin. <laughs> Imagine someone apologize for it. <laughs> if there was one leader whose penis I could see, I'd be so curious just to see what his penis looks like. You think he's got big dick energy? I, do, I don't. I don't. I think that there's something. And I always try to be like really sensitive to this because like someone can't like with, with bo- like so body positivity has to go all around. Like someone can't control whatever they got going on. So, yeah, you know, but I bet that there could be something like if if there was like a picture of Putin and he was naked and then his penis was like like an olive or something, I wouldn't oh, be surprised. Well, there's definitely something with guys in power, like the Harveys right. and the Epsteins and Hitler had one ball. Really? There's always some kind of genital malfunction going huh. on, which causes him, I think, too. It's like Kevin Hart's five foot one or whatever. So he's like driven. Sure. Because he's so little. It's the same with a, a tiny micro dick. I heard that actually Kevin Hart has a really big penis. Huge. You heard that too? Huge. Yeah, that's uh, that's out there. That I had this roommate years ago who grew up with him. Uh-huh. And he was like, it was kind of funny actually because he was like, oh, I know a comedian. And I was like, oh, don't we all, don't we all. And then after I lived with him for maybe like five months, I looked in the refrigerator and there's a picture of him from his his school. And I was like, is that Kevin Hart in the wow. picture? He's like, oh, it's my buddy I grew up with. And then he goes, that guy, uh, huge dick. Oh, yeah, I've heard that as well. And also on that body, too, it must look right. even bigger. Good for him. He's got a kickstand. This is a, an email from someone looking for an apology. Hi, Emma and man. Today's man, Mark Normand. I want an apology from the bartender who ignored me and my friend all night and made it impossible to order drinks because he was too busy flirting with the more attractive girls at the bar. Mm. I might as well have been completely invisible the way he acknowledged girls standing right next to us and then just skip over us even though we were waiting longer. Mm. We ended up leaving and going somewhere else, but it felt really shitty. Sincerely, an invisible bitch. Damn, invisible's tough. I guess we have to think of it as though we were the bartender and we got the opportunity to go back and say sorry to that girl. Yeah, yeah, that is tough. Also, you'd think the bartender would just want the money. Yeah. Who cares if they're a couple of uggos? Totally. The money's not ugly, you know? So I feel you, sister. And I'm sure she has some issues with feeling invisible and like she doesn't exist, so that just amplified it. You shouldn't have been overlooked, and I'm sorry that that happened, and you're worth it. Yeah. If you were the bartender and they said, okay, you get to apologize, how would you apologize? I'd throw a, a free round just out of uh, guilt because it's still bad business. Bad business. You know, you got you to gotta help the patrons there. That's your job. 
Absolutely. And that's such a bad feeling to, if you were like, I know why this is the case. Yes. Yeah. Like, remember when Lena Dunham had that whole rant where she's like, I met a football player and he brushed me to the side to talk to the models. And you're are like, you serious? Yeah. I don't remember this at all. Oh, it was a big story. And then the football player was like, I didn't even I, I don't know who she is. Sure. So like, it's just a stranger to me. And I knew the model. So it all he, he was right in the end, but she made it a whole thing. But that's what people do in their mind. They can catastrophize and start just stewing and brewing. Betches brew. Betches brew. Yes. I'm surprised Lena Dunham like came out with that. Oh yeah. Experience even. It was during Girls, so she was super. Oh yeah. Hot right then. Feeling so I think it. she was just like, I'll say what I want to say, and then everybody turned on her. Right. It was kind of like when uh, Howard Stern, who I'm a huge fan of, but remember when he was like, they didn't say hi to me at the basketball thing, and they were just oh, like, oh yeah, yeah, we didn't know you. They don't know him. He right. looks like a weirdo to a basketball player. It's just like a six-five Jew with the Jerry curl. Right. There, and I remember him. I remember him coming out and saying that, and then people were like, no, it wasn't. I mean, everybody take you. It's having that buffer too, being like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe this. Maybe this is personal. Maybe it isn't personal. It can just be so hard to tell sometimes. I know. What's great is when you have tape. There's a, a great radio segment on YouTube of a. Of a radio guy coming to another radio show, and the, later they interview him like, he was such a dick to me, and then the other guy's like, he was a dick to me, and then they play it, and they're both Ooh. like, hey, how are you? It's completely normal, but in their head, they just kind of just made up a whole thing. I love that. That's great. I love that. Yeah, because if you could just refer back to that, because there's so many times where like, is that what happened? I know, every time. I feel like I get in trouble a lot, <laughs> for sure. Especially since, yeah, I got audited and I've been talking about it, but I'm so paranoid that when I do go into tax court, they're gonna like pull up tape right. of me being like, and then I tried to commit tax fraud this way or whatever. <laughs> but I'll just say. Well, how many times have you heard the guy? Uh, I talked to the lady at the front desk at United, and she called me a pussy and right. told me to eat my ass, and then you know that never like that doesn't happen. They would never do that, but. You got to just go, oh, yeah, how about that? How about that? How yeah. did you learn how to apologize in relationships? Because I feel like that's like a big thing that takes a lot of time to like learn how to say sorry. Yeah, sorry's tough because you got to admit when you're wrong. And I think people are getting worse and worse at that mm. just in society. Uh, when's the last time you heard somebody say, I never thought of it that way? You know, it's just like, this is my opinion and I'm right in every way. And fuck you if you don't agree with me. Like, well, what about a debate? True. So uh, we all need to work on that. But I, I think... I think guys are, are bad at that because we want to be right. We want to win. We want to, you know, dominate the thing. But, yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it because if you do it, then she'll do it more. Mm. So just just you got to be fair. And then a lot of times people will be like, oh, you don't ever want to say sorry for something you said professionally because then it shows that, like, you're giving someone too much control. Right. But there are ways to do it. Especially if you really feel it, like yes, exactly. And you got to acknowledge it. You got to because like a lot of we, you know, the government lies about a lot of stuff. Sure. And if they just went, we were wrong about that, but now we know that would go a long way. Oh, could you imagine? But they can't do it because it shows some kind of weakness, and then people start going, they're idiots. Right. But they're idiots anyway. So like, just do it. Just do the acknowledgement. Oh, if someone said, I, you know, we maybe we overcharged you in this, like we messed up. Self-awareness. Yes, huge. Huge. A shred of self-awareness. Yes. Got to do it. All right, now we're going to do a lightning round. Ooh, baby. Okay, these are questions where we're going to ask Mark. Big questions. Who, what, where, when, and how? You ready? Yeah, lay it on me, sister. <laughs> Who do men open up to? Men open up to... Mom mm. and drunk friends. Mm. You know, you have a few, you tilt a few whiskeys, and then you go, I got to tell you, man, baby. And maybe a therapist. 
So those are the big three. Have you noticed a difference in your communication since you started working with a therapist? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely thinking about others more and uh, realizing how you're perceived and uh, stop catastrophizing when don't flip out about something if it hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> don't make up a thing in your mind that's not even real. Because it's 90% of the time, whatever you're picturing, it's not going to either be that good or that bad. There's exactly. A, so many times I'll picture something where I'm like, this is going to go great and it's going to do this. No. But then there's even more times where it's like, this is going to be a fucking disaster. This person's yes. an idiot. I'm a moron. Exactly. Well, I went to jail when I was in college with two other guys, and one of my friends was just freaking out. He was, like, holding his knees, like, they're going to beat us up. They're freaking out. I, you know, we were both like, dude, relax. We'll, we'll worry about that when it happens. For sure. And he just every day was spazzing out. He was hysterical. And then we got out of there in, like, two and a half days, and nothing happened. So, so you it was guys, all for nothing. You guys had to go to the – They you knew you were going to jail? Yeah, we got, uh, we got arrested for drunken public or open oh, container, yeah. all this shit. And then it was just no problem? Yeah, it was, it was a holding cell. It was like a drunk right. tank. So we just sat in there with like eight other giant scary guys. And he was just like, oh, God, we're going to get killed. It's gonna, we're going to die in here. They're going to beat the shit out of us. And we were like, shut up, shut up. And it never happened. And you're like, you did all that for nothing. At always. Anytime since I stopped drinking, there were so many times where I was like, I can't do this. There's no way I can do this sober. Like, if yeah. I do that sober, everything's over. It's going to be a mess. And then when the thing actually happens... No one cares. No one cares. No one. Eh, if anyone's ever watching your behavior in any way that closely, they got there's a much bigger issue going yes, on. Yes, exactly. And if you're scared to go, you should definitely go. Mm -hmm. Double down on it. Take control of it. But we all have that. I get that anxiety. I'm like, what's this show going to be like? Who's going to be there? Are they going to hate me? Oh. Right. But then you go and you're like, that was a hot set. That was awesome. Face the fear. Face the fear. Do, were you always like that? Or was there a moment where you just had to pump yourself up and then you're just like, that's it? Always scared. Mm. Scared of everything. Scared of going to school. Scared of going to the party. Scared of going to the dance. I was scared of everything. But you just still go. Huh. Just have, having smart feet. Be like, I'm just going to override yeah. it. One foot in front of the other. And then you take it step by step. You're like, all right, I'm up the stairs. Okay, I rang the doorbell. Okay, the door opened. Okay, I'm in the house. And then eventually it goes away because you're in it. So you can't think about it because you're in it. That's great advice. Thank you. You thinking about having, you're thinking about having little baby? Yeah, they got like a couple of rugrats. What do men do to show their friends that they care? Ooh, well, we do a show that you care. You get a one little, little shoulder pat. tap. Yeah, a little pat. That's big. If you get a headlock with a noogie, that's real love. That's like, holy shit, we're going to fuck. Um, so, yeah, that. And uh, I think if something bad happens to a guy and you go like, you all right? You know, that, that's big. That's big. So if the you, little things. You can't see it, but Mark did the, the text. Yeah, yeah. Hope you're good, man. You know, sorry to hear about your your aunt or whatever. So that stuff is nice. But it's it's few and far between. Someone asking and saying how you're doing? Yeah, yeah. What I get is uh, my dad doesn't give me a lot of, like, I'm proud of you, all that. But I met my dad's friend somewhere in New Orleans, and he was like, oh, your dad, he won't shut up about you. And I was like, really? He's like, oh, yeah, he's uh, obsessed with all your work. And I'm like, he never told me that. So hearing from another guy was nice. But I, what if I never bumped into that guy? I would have never known that. Isn't that wild? Wild. I'm like, dad, you could tell me, but right. that's, that's too intense. Yeah, you're like, I'm right here. Yeah, yeah. I always wonder with dads, too, if they have to, like, sandwich their feelings. In, like, my dad's obsessed with health insurance. He's he's always like, do you have health insurance? What's obsessed oh, with health yeah. insurance? But I maybe I'm pulling too much, but now I'm like, is he just trying to say he cares? Yes. But he's 100%. smushing it 
in practical advice. Yes, that is exactly what that is. Is obsessed with it. Yeah, he wants you to be healthy. He wants you to be able to get to the hospital if anything bad happens. That's 100% what that is. Got to get my pills. He knows I need my pills. Yeah. Where do men take a date that they really want to impress? Ooh. Well, you know, uh, I know a couple bars in the village where I live that uh, it's like a velvet rope. Mm. And you you feel cool going in there. I think anywhere you bring a lady where everybody knows you, they're like, hey, Norman, what's up? Hey, how you doing, sir? Hey, oh, this one's on me. So the lady's like, geez, who is this guy? He's really connected. So I think that's nice. Anything where you get in, I got, I know the back door guy. We'll go that way. Anything kind of cool like that is is helpful. Giving an experience. Yes. Where would you take women before you had a place where everyone knew you? Uh, well, I would just go to certain bars I knew, but then once you start doing comedy. I mean, forget about it. You're like, oh, I got to get a set in. Come with me to the show. I get her a drink. I sit her down. You try to have a good set. Now you kill in front of her. Then you go, all right, now let's uh, go get dinner. We'll hit the town. And she's like, who is this guy? Superman? Right. So that that was always my move. But again, not everybody's a comedian. And then if you have a bad set. Oh, I've done that. Done that. I was hooking up with this girl on the regular, and I brought her to a show, and I bombed. And she was like, I got to get out of here. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It was wild. I always think if someone wants to really like get to know like a comedian in a tender spot, if you're there when they've had a bad set, don't say too much, but then you're really seeing someone at their most. Yeah, that's true. Vulnerable. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. You don't want to be alone. You're like, where are you going? I I need you. I got a hole in my heart. When do men feel the most confident? Oh, well, men are so delusional with the con. Well, we'll look in the mirror. You see the fattest guy with three hairs and he's like, oh, damn. You know, you see him in the mirror and he's just loving every minute of it. And you're like, wow, you're horrific. But um, we feel the most confident when we have like a cool jacket on and Mm. we leave the house. Men love a cool jacket. You put headphones in and then you're like playing music and you feel like slow motion like everybody's like damn look at this cool dude so that's big a a nice car driving a nice car feels pretty good you get a good rental or what's big is little things that like if a guy nails something you know like oh garbage in the garbage can and it goes in Woo, we feel good those little moments you know you catch something behind the back Mm. stuff like that is big when the music goes out, when you're feeling cool and you're walking around and you've got the, like, something's playing and you're feeling good, but then the mu- like your your phone dies or something, then... Yeah, yeah, back to shit, shit. shit self-esteem. I don't feel so good. How do men want to be complimented? Oh, geez, this is big. Well, first of all, no one compliments men. We don't get it. You know, if a woman gets a haircut, everybody goes beeline, great hair, love the hair. <laughs> no one's like, hey, buddy, I love your, uh, your beard. Right. You never hear that, but... We don't really care about the compliment. We want the res- we want respect. Like um you know just like this guy is a is a stand-up guy. This guy's the real deal. He gets it. Just something where you're like as a human being, you're a good egg, you can get your shit done and you're reliable. Mm. That's all we want. We want like we don't want a girlfriend or a wife to be like, "I love your hair, Mark." I'm like, "Ah, who cares? I don't know." But if she's like, "Man, the way you pay the rent every week or Ooh. every month, that's we we appreciate that. Respect. We just we, want respect. Yeah, there's do you remember the last time you got complimented that was just like No, not really. I mean you'll get a good set every right. now and then, but that's about it. But I'll take a good set. I like a good set. Good set's always nice. As long as it was good set means like good you did a good job on stage. But you gotta have made it at least seem like the person 
you got the person you have to at least believe in some shred that the person actually saw the set because if someone yes. says good set and you're like you weren't watching this that's true because yeah. i've done that before i'll say good set and someone goes you didn't see me right right <laughs> I, I try to go specific like that one noob that one uh, uber bit is killer right Thank you so much for being on the show. Mark, where can people find you? Oh, wow. That flew by. Uh, I will be uh, marknormancomedy.com. I'm doing the Beacon Theater in New York City. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all over the road. Check out a website and, and get me on Instagram and YouTube and all that good When's stuff. When's the Beacon? Beacon is j- January 27th. That's so exciting. Very excited. Open for Seinfeld there years ago, and now I'm going to headline it myself. Oh, baby. Very exciting. Good Progress. For you. Thank Progress. you. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. And we will talk to you guys next week on Ask Men Anything. Write in to AMA at Betches.com. You can DM me on Instagram, Emma Willman. Email your questions. Love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much. Comedy. Ask Men Anything is produced by Sean Kilby and Rebecca Steinberg. Editing by Jazz Zapatos, Rebecca Steinberg, and Shannon Sasson. Guest booking by Anna Zagzag. Send your emails to AMA at Betches.com. Betches.